ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so last time when we began this chapter where we spoke about some of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it mentioned here a few of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The final part had mentioned huwa Allahul Khaliqu Al-Bari'u Al-Musawwiru and we were discussing the name of Allah Al-Musawwir the one who makes all the forms of the creation, Al-Musawwir. We'd mentioned the basic explanation of it, and we had come on to some of the subtopics under this uh, topic, and they were regarding pictures, photographs, video cameras, Profile pictures people use on their social media. What is the rulings on all of these types of things? Because we already mentioned last time that the scholars, the conclusions, that the scholars, the majority of them, they've all said making pictures of living things, whether it is human or animal, is impermissible. And there were some examples and evidences to highlight why that is impermissible to draw pictures or uh, make resemblances and copies in sculptures or whatever it may be of living things in humans or animals. There were some narrations that highlighted the impermissibility of that like. Here in the book we had mentioned for example the hadith of Ali ibn Abi Talib where he had said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him that you should not leave any picture la tada' suratan illa tamastaha do not leave any picture except that you wipe it out wipe out the pictures in the other narration it mentioned that the people who make the pictures of those living things, one of the things they'll be told to do is to bring to life what they've been making pictures of and sculptures of. Those who make these pictures will be punished. It will be said to them, Bring to life what you have created. Bring to life these pictures, these sculptures, and whatever it is that they had been making of real life, of animals and humans. Also, one of the issues in doing that, it's mentioned is that you are attempting to resemble the creation of Allah, al-mudahat, attempting to resemble the creation of Allah, وَإِنْ كَانَتِ الْمُضَاهَاتُ فِيهَا بِنِسْبَ لِخَلْقِ اللَّهِ لَيْسَتْ كَامِلَةً However, 
if the resemblance, now the Shaykh says, if the resemblance in your picture, what you're making of something living, is not complete, it is partial. It is partial. يعني خلق الله مجسم وهذا ملون ليس فيه شيء ناتئ أي بارز على أنه الأنف أو أنه نأتي على أنه حاجب العين أو ما أشبه ذلك لكن ظاهر النصوص العموم أنه يشمل حتى ما كان بالتلوين What if it was something which is a picture painted in a 2D kind of format. Real life, we are not in 2D. If you were to make a picture, a painting, that is flat and it doesn't have a 3D element to it, then is that the same or not? It is only a partial resemblance of reality. Because in reality, we are not flat. But if you were to make a picture that was flat, and it doesn't show that dimension in making it like real life 3D, then is that the same or not? Here the Sheikh says what appears to be the case is that it is the same. You are still making a picture of something living, a human or an animal, so it should not be allowed and the narrations would indicate it is not allowed. ويبقى علينا النظر في غير ذي الروح أو في جزء من ذوات الأرواح Then the issue now remains What about making pictures of things that are not living Or making pictures of living things but only parts of them For example you Draw a picture of a head, no body. So that isn't really what creation is. Creation isn't just the head. It's the body together that makes it alive. So if you were to just paint a head without the body, are you still considered within this prohibition of painting something alive or not? Or if you painted just a hand or made a picture of a leg, then do those pictures that are partially of real life things come into the prohibitions as well or not? Al-Sheikh Al-Uthaymeen rahimahullahu ta'ala says, La yadkhulu fi tahrim That it would not come into the prohibition. If you were to paint a hand, you're looking at your own hand and painting your own hand. You paint your hand. That hand is part of something living. Normally the ruling we've just said is you're not allowed to make representations, recreations, painting, sculpture, anything of something living. Human or animal. You can't do it. But now we're saying, what if you don't do the whole thing? You're not going to paint a whole human they're going to paint the hand of a human. Artistic. You do hand. All the different context and everything and perspective. And so you paint a hand. Or you paint a leg. Or you paint an ear. You paint some body part. Is that allowed or not? 
The Sheikh says that it does not appear that this would come into the prohibition. Because the narrations say, كُلِّفَ أَنْ يَنْفُخَ فِيهَا الرُّوحِ وَلَيْسَ بِنَافِخِ وَمِثْلْ هَذِهِ الْأَجْزَاءِ لَا تُنْفَخُ فِيهَا الرُّوحِ أَصْلًا The narration says that a person who draws or paints or sculptures living things, then he will be told, blow a soul into what you have made. And he will not be able to. But body parts are not considered by themselves as living entities with a soul. A hand isn't a living entity by itself with a soul. Uh, the head isn't a living entity by itself with a soul. The leg, the ear, the nose, by themselves, those body parts are not considered living entities with souls in them. Hence, the narration wouldn't apply to you, blow a soul into it. Those parts by themselves don't have souls as such by themselves. Only when they are together as a full entity do they become a living entity with a soul. So a hand by itself you wouldn't say is alive with a soul in it. An ear by itself you wouldn't say is alive with a soul in it. So therefore the Shaykh says the narration it would appear wouldn't apply in that situation. Those body parts it wouldn't apply to you blow a soul into them. They don't have a soul independently and being alive independently in the first place. ثم إن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذكر في قصة التمثال الذي قال له جبريل مر برأس التمثال فليقطع حتى يكون أي تمثال كهيئة الشجرة. There's an example mentioned about how this particular sculpture or a type of idol statue, the command was given to chop off its head by removing its head. It was now no longer that entity. Head is gone. And the narration says, leave the remaining part of it looking like a tree. Head is gone off it now, the rest of it looking like a tree. So once that head is gone, or that main body part is gone, independently now they are not considered as living entities or creatures. So the Shaykh says, يعني إذا قطع رأسه سيبقى أعضاؤه حتى يكون كهيئة الشجرة. If the head is cut off, the rest of its body will remain like it is a tree and branches. ولم يقل في الحديث وكسر الرأس. And the Hadith didn't say smash up the head. It just said cut it off as it is whole. Not to smash it up. فَدَلَّ ذَلِكَ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْجُزْءَ الَّذِي لَا تَدْخُلُهُ الْحَيَاةِ لَا يَدْخُلُ فِي التَّحْرِيمِ وَلِهَذَا جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ وَإِنْ كَانَ فِيهِ مَقَالَ السُّورَةُ الرَّأْسِ فَإِذَا قُطِعَ الرَّأْسِ فَلَا سُورَةِ There is a narration that is sometimes quoted even though it is mentioned that the narration may be weak. Many of the scholars have declared it to be weak. But some of the scholars have authenticated it. The narration that says a picture is deemed or given consideration by its head. So if you draw a picture headless, 
it is not deemed a picture. If the head is cut, then it's not a picture. So, a human body with no head, is that body alive? Clearly, a head gone, the body is dead. There is no soul in that body now, true? Absolutely, the head is chopped off, that body is dead. So if you were to draw the body headless, then technically you are not making a picture. Technically you are not making the picture of something alive, according to this understanding. Well, even though you know, and those in the scientific field, they talk about all types of developments and all types of science that they claim for themselves. So one of the pieces of science that they are developing and claiming for themselves now is the future possibility of head transplants. And they've done experiments in the past with monkeys where they've taken a head from one monkey, connected it to the body of another monkey and the eyes and everything was still moving for a while. So they claim, they claim, some of the, and we have to say these claims are by even in their scientific field, the scientists call the people who are making these claims as the crazy ones. It's not something agreed upon by them. But they claim and they say they are doing research and they're going to be able to do head transplants and all types of things. But nevertheless, here what we say is, upon this understanding, if the head is gone, then it says the rest of it is not considered as a picture. ثُمَّ إِنَّهُ يَتَضَاعَفُ الْإِثْمِ إِذَا صُوِّرَ الْعُظَامَاءِ مِنْ مُلُوكِ أَوْ وُزَرَاءِ أَوْ عُلَمَاءِ أَوْ عِبَّاتِ فَإِنَّ هَذَا يَتَضَاعَفُ وَتَضَاعُفُ ذَلِكَ فِي الْعُلَمَاءِ وَالْعِبَّاتِ أَشَدُّ مِنْ تَضَاعُفِهِ فِي الْمُلُوكِ وَالْوُزَرَاءِ وَالْرُؤَسَاءِ Making these pictures and sculptures of living things haram. It's even worse, the Sheikh says, when they make those pictures and sculptures of leaders and kings and of the great worshippers and people of status. The point of all of that, in summary, is because making sculptures of those people of eminence is going to cause the common people to have a greater degree of love and honor and uh, magnification for them. And we know at the time of Nuh salam, that's exactly how the first shirk began. فَلِهَذَا يَجِبُ عَلَيْنَا إِذَا رَأَيْنَا صُورَةْ شَخْصْ Hence the Sheikh says, if you see a picture of the scholars, of a scholar being forwarded around and everybody is looking at it, then if we come across that, we should destroy it. And that's why these days as well, the scholars, they say exactly that. Uh, Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi, 
some of his pictures were being sent around everywhere. On WhatsApp these days, everybody has pictures, it's forwarded around. They write the name of the scholar, as Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi, and his picture from somewhere they've got, and they forward it around. He said, anybody who does that, then that individual has done it without my permission. He does not give permission for his pictures to be forwarded around. Same with Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari, he doesn't allow these types of things. And other scholars, they've all mentioned the same. They don't allow their pictures to be uh, uh, forwarded around and spread about. Sometimes their pictures are taken, often, without their knowledge or permission. They may be giving some lecture, they may be sat somewhere in a gathering. Somebody in the audience with their phone takes a picture. And then they spread it around. Happens a lot. But the scholars, they do not allow it. And here the Shaykh says, if you come across pictures of the scholars, get rid of them. أَمَّا مَا يُوجَدْ فِي صُوَرٍ لِلْعُلَمَاءِ فِي الصُّحُفُ الْمَجَلَّاتِ فَهَذِهِ لَا يُؤْبَهْ لَهَا لَكِنْ يُوجَدْ صُوَرْ بَعْضِ الْعُلَمَاءِ مُصَوَّرَةً مُبَرْوَزَةً يَتَنَاقَلُهَا النَّاسِ وَهَذِهِ خَطِيرَةً جِدًّا فالواجب أن تمزق ولا يجوز إقرارها مهما كان العالم. So these pictures that people have on purpose, they spread them around as pictures of the scholars and things like that. That should not be allowed and it shouldn't be done. لأن عاطفة الناس بالنسبة للعلماء والعباد قوية because it is feared. People they have a lot of respect for the scholars and these types of pictures that go around. Uh, it may cause and it may bring about a level of exaggeration in people regarding some of the scholars. And that's exactly what happened at the time of Nuh alayhi salam. وَيَتَعَاظَمْ أَيْضًا أَمْرُ الصُّورِ فِيمَا إِذَا كَانَتِ الصُّورَ صُورَةٍ مْرَأَ جَمِيلًا Then on top of that, another subsection of the impermissibility of pictures, pictures of women. Clearly, it's even worse and has an even greater level. Of severity on this, so these types of pictures of women that people may come across, then clearly it is completely impermissible. Completely haram to be spreading these around and to be uh, looking at such pictures, which therefore indicates that it is impermissible for women to take pictures of themselves too. And so, when it comes to these profile pictures, it is inconceivable that sisters should take pictures of themselves and put them up as their profile pictures. And similarly, in reality, neither should brothers. These pictures of yourselves, the selfies, and they should not be used, they should not be done, and they should not be used as profile pictures, but in particular, becomes worse when sisters are putting themselves up their own pictures of their faces on their profile pictures. This is not correct, and this should not be done, and this is something clearly impermissible. الشيخ says نحن نتمتع مثلا برؤية السيارة الجميلة والساعة الجميلة وليس هذا تمتع شهوة فهذه الصور بعض الناس ربما يقتنيها ليتمتع بها وهذا يتضاعف الإثم فيها فالحاصل أن الصور 
Nafsaha muharrama. The conclusion therefore. Pictures of living things etc. In of themselves are haram. It is haram to make pictures of living humans, animals. The only thing which was made as an exception there was if it was just a hand or a finger or an ear, just a body part. You make a picture of that, it wouldn't be in these narrations. But otherwise, pictures of living things, not allowed. That is all pictures in the original meaning of the word pictures, paintings and drawings by hand. Now the Sheikh is going to talk about photographic pictures. Photographs. Is it permissible to take photographs or not? The Sheikh says this is something that has been debated by the scholars in modern times. This issue of photographs with cameras and phones. Are those pictures considered as typical pictures that you do with pencils and paintbrushes? Is it the same thing and therefore all of the same rulings? Or are these photographs, these digital technological types of pictures different to the paintings and the drawings that were typically known and understood as pictures before? So the Sheikh says there is much debate between the scholars on this topic. And uh, you may find, you may find that there are some scholars who say that these digital types of pictures, these photographs, do not come into all of these rulings. And they are not the normal pictures that are meant by drawings and paintings. These digital or technological pictures with these devices, some of the scholars you may well find, he says, they say that they do not come into these rulings. من العلماء من أجازها وقال إن هذه ليست تصويرا والإنسان المصور لا يشعر بأنه حاضق وأنه جيد. Because one of the things before was when you are making pictures with your hand, painting, drawing, then in that case, the narration mentioned about competing with the creation of Allah, competing in resembling the creation of Allah. When it comes to photographs, it's a different thing altogether. A painter, an artist trying to make his painting look as real life as possible, requires skill and ability, and he's making that effort to try and make his painting look as lifelike as possible. He is genuinely in the narration about Trying to resemble the creation of Allah. Whereas a person who takes a picture has absolutely no intent in that regard. He could be the absolute worst in drawing. Hasn't got a clue how to draw anything. He's just clicking a button. There's no intention in his heart or anything of of resembling the creation of Allah. Of trying to make it as accurate as the creation. It's nothing to do with any of that. Whereas a painter, a person drawing, has the intention of trying to make it as real and lifelike as possible. So the narrations fully apply to the person doing that. Whereas some of the scholars say with a press of the button, it's got nothing to do with any of that. You're not trying to make it as lifelike as possible. It's already exactly like a mirror image. 
There is no intention of making it lifelike or trying to resemble creation of Allah. That is what some of them said. Well, insan al-musawwir la yash'uru bi annahu haadiq wa annahu jayyid. Walihada la yumdah al-rajul alladhi yutlaq aw yutlaq alat al-tasweer hatta tusawwir la yumdah fayuqal ma ahzaqahu aw ma ajwadahu. Here the Shaykh makes a point which could be open to discussion. He says people who take photographs then, you can't really apply the thing about them trying to resemble the creation of Allah and trying to make it as lifelike and all those things. A photograph is a photograph of something exactly as it is. So they don't get praise for that type of thing and it's not something you talk about in terms of skill. That's what the Shaykh mentions. However, in reality, it could be debated because now a million different competitions every day and who can take the best pictures. Now you look onto the BBC website competition, who can get the best pictures of the snow and the best pictures of the robins. So now it's become an art. It's become something of skill. It's become something of ability. Photography and who can do the best and angles and this and that and all the time competitions and who can do the best photographs and they have the annual photograph competition monthly you go onto the news websites they got photographs of the week and everything so now it has you could debate you could argue become an issue of ability and competition who can make their pictures the most beautiful of the nature so in that case you are now there is an element of making yours as lifelike and as most beautiful of the nature that you can get. You're trying to resemble the most beauty of Allah's nature in your pictures. Who can do it the best? So there is an element of that now again. You could argue there is an element of it in photographs as well. So that is the point the Sheikh makes, but there could be a counter argument by some of the people of knowledge that these days with cameras and photographs, there is an element of skill and ability and people are praised upon their skill and ability who can capture the nature of Allah in the most beautiful way who can capture the robin sat on the branch with the snow in the most beautiful way there is an element of competition and praise in it now لكن لو يأتي إنسان يخطط صورة حتى تكون كالمصور قيل ما أحضقه وما أعظمه وما أمهره فليست في الحقيقة تصويرا لكنها التقاط صورة صورها الله عز وجل So that is what some scholars may say Some They may say no photographs do not come into that topic Photographs there is no issue of competition or skill Anybody can press a button There is none of that involved Therefore it doesn't really come into all of these prohibitions And it's allowed That may be what you hear from some However, however, there were other scholars. لكن من العلماء من منعها سدا للذريعة وأخذا بظاهر العموم وقال إن حركة الإنسان بهذه الآلة أو تحريكه هذه الآلة هذا هو التصوير. This is very important. Other scholars have said, photographs, whether with your phone, with your tablet, with whatever device you use, 
photographs are exactly the same in terms of the ruling as having a pencil in your hand and drawing a person or having a camera and taking a picture of the person. It's exactly the same. Why? A Sheikh Al-Fawzan is of this opinion and very strict upon it and very sound upon this opinion. He says a few things. Number one, he says, all of these narrations that talk about a person trying to resemble the creation of Allah and trying to create like Allah has created, who is more oppressive? Woman who is more oppressive than the one who goes and tries to create like my creation and the narration that whomsoever creates something will be told to blow a soul into it. All of these narrations, as Sheikh Al-Fawzan says, do you feel safe? Do you feel a guarantee and safety that cameras are outside of those ahadith? What has given you such safety and such certainty that devices, when pressing the button and taking a photo, do not come into these narrations. In one point, I believe he says, if you feel that certain about it, then you take the pictures and you can see on Yawm Al-Qiyamah if your certainty was right. If you feel that certain, that pictures with cameras and digital devices do not come into any of these narrations, then that is upon your shoulders and you can discover whether you are right or wrong on the Day of Judgment. Would anybody want to take that chance and to discover on the Day of Judgment whether you're right or wrong about digital photos? Clearly the Sheikh is making a point. You feel confident photographs don't come into these narrations? You feel confident it's only artists painting with paintbrushes or pencils that all of these rulings are about? And photographs and cameras is no problem. You can take humans, animals, whatever you want. Then that's your burden to carry. That's your ijtihad you're making. On Yawm Al-Qiyamah, you better be ready to stand up for it. That's what the Shaykh says. Of course, it makes absolutely no sense for anybody to put themselves into a position where they are going to have to justify and put themselves into a position where they're going to be accountable for this on the Day of Judgment and to discover whether they were right or wrong. Why would you do that? Anybody, it's a question that's open to you. Why would you do that? You have an option now. You could either say to yourself, there's all these narrations telling us, humans and animals, living things, we cannot draw them, sculpture them, uh, paper mache them, uh, paint them, anything like that. We cannot do it with living things. Haram. Pictures haram. That is clear from all the narrations. Now though we have this issue in this century, with technology that we can do it digitally or with technology pressing the button. Does that come into all of these narrations or not? Maybe, maybe not. Some scholars say it does, some scholars say it doesn't. So I'll just take the chance. Why would you do that? Somebody tell us why. Why would you do it? When the alternative is to say, well, with all of these narrations and all of these punishments being mentioned, and this thing about photographs not being definitive, it's probably safer, let me just not do it. Then I've got no issue or no worry to have to stand up for on the Day of Judgment regarding it. True? So why would you take photographs in that situation? Why would you? Anybody? 
Anybody? Now's your chance to speak. Anybody? Why would you take photographs in that situation? In those two options, and they are your options. They are your options. You have scholars saying, absolutely no. Photographs are the same as paint, painting and pencils and paintbrushes. Same, same ruling. All the hadith applied to you. Others saying, no, no, it's a different thing. Photographs and digital and pressing the button and the narrations don't really apply. So now you're going to think to yourself, well, I'll go with them. And I think it's okay and I'll take pictures. But the other scholars are saying to you, well, okay, that's your ishtihad. Be ready to stand up for it on the day of judgment. So why would you? Would you want to put yourself into that situation? If so, why? Explain. You have to explain because there are many people who take pictures. Many people who say, who say it's okay. And they have pictures and pictures and pictures and photographs and albums and their phones are full of it. So in that scenario, why would you? Nobody's going to be able to give any real answer to it. Because the only answers that are available, which the scholars have mentioned is, answers that don't have any viable justification. Answers like memories. Everybody wants to see when such and such was three years old. He was a chubby baby in those days. Everybody wants to see memories, memories. Scholars, they mention this. What do people say as their justification? But it's memories. I want to see my kids and how they used to be when they were growing up. And he used to be cute when he was young. And I want to remember those and keep the memories. Isn't that what they say? And I want to have memories of myself and the younger days. And when I was, I traveled to, to Africa one time and I traveled to Barbados one time. And I want to take a picture next to the sea when the wave was coming. And memories, memories. The scholars, they say, that there, is it a viable justification? Memories. Most of the time as well, most of the time as well, the scholars say those memories that you're recording have no value other than your emotional, sentimental value, which doesn't count for anything. They don't have value in any other sense. All right, so you want to see your baby when he was three. He was chubby. So what? He wasn't even mukallaf in those days. He wasn't even mukallaf. The pen is raised upon the children. What do you want to remember of a child that age? Why do you want to remember him at that age like that when he wasn't even mukallaf? At least if somebody said, I want to take a picture of him when he's praying or something. It's not even that. My very small argument will be on that type of line. It will just be memories. And the scholars, they say that is not really a justification. Especially when you're taking pictures of your younger days when you may not have even been practicing. You're taking pictures of traveling here and there. Traveling, take pictures of the sights, as the scholars, they say. Take pictures of the mountain, take pictures of the, the scenery of the, the grass and the, the trees and whatever else. Take pictures of the sea, make a video of the sea. Do what you want like that, but you don't need to take pictures of yourself. So the first point the sheikh makes, or some of the scholars make, is that if you're going to start saying, well, no, photographs are different, they don't come into any of these rulings, then it's upon your shoulders and you're going to bear the burden of taking the risk that these narrations don't apply. You will have to answer to that on the Day of Judgment. And if it comes on the Day of Judgment, that it is said the photographs are the same. They are the same. So now blow the soul into them, what will you do? 
What will you do for the sake of memories that you're going to look at once every five years? So it is not permissible from that angle. From the other angle, as Shaykh Al-Fawzan again mentioned, he said, these narrations in Arabic, they talk about the Musawwir. The name of Allah we were talking about was Al-Musawwir. Al-Musawwir, Musawwir, Taswir in the Arabic language. They say right now, in the Arabic language, a photographer, his picture, all of that, what is it called in Arabic? A photographs, all of his photographs, what he does, he does taswir. He himself is a musawwir. As Shaykh Al-Fawzan says, look, even linguistically, because in your culture and your comprehension of the affair, you have understood. The people in their minds have understood. Photographs and these digital things are all pictures. Hence, linguistically, they've given the name of pictures to it. What he does, it is called a picture. Even in English, photographs, but do you not call them pictures? It's a picture. It's a picture. A picture can be something which is made by hand, by pencil. A picture can be made something digitally. It is a picture. The same word is used. Why? Because in the minds of the people and the logic of the people and the rationale of the people, these two things are essentially the same. Different means have been used to create them, but in the end, they are pictures. Pictures, pictures, photos, paintings, they are pictures. Hence the Sheikh says, linguistically everybody understands in their mind, photos and these things are at the end of the day, pictures. All the narrations are talking about the impermissibility of pictures. Then they'll say to you, but wait, a musawwir is somebody uh, who uses his own hand to create. Gets the pencil, uses the knife to sculpture, gets the paintbrush, uses his hand to create. They say, a photographer, you're not doing nothing. It's the machine doing it. A Sheikh Al-Fawzan replies to that and says, no, it isn't. At the end of the day, it is still the human input that is doing it. You are still going to press the button or you are still going to put the timer on and quickly run around to the other side. You are the one who is still doing all of that manipulation for the photo to be taken. So you are still the musawwir. You are still by your actions, by your pressing of the buttons, by your countdown and your timer, you are manipulating that device to take pictures. Otherwise your phone is sat there, the tablet is sat there, it's not just going to randomly start taking pictures. You manipulate it, press the buttons, put the timer, do what you want for it to take the picture. So who is the picture taker? The machine or the person who manipulated it to occur? The person who manipulated it to occur. And the example is exactly the same as a person using his hand with a paintbrush. There he is manipulating the paintbrush in strokes up and down to make that creation, to make that picture. Now you are manipulating with your thumb and your buttons to press here and there and scroll. Exactly the same. In fact, these days, 
you are almost doing the same movements as the paintbrush. Scroll this way, scroll that way. If you had a pen in your hand, you'd get a picture. Exactly the same. So, Sheikh Al-Fawzan, very severe on this, as are many other scholars, as without a shadow of a doubt, is the safety, even if you want to try and argue, but there are scholars, there are some scholars who say it's not really that bad and maybe it's okay. Even if you want to argue all of that, really when it comes down to that one statement of a Sheikh Al-Fawzan, he said, okay, in that case, you want to argue all of that, then be prepared to argue that on the Day of Judgment when these narrations come up. That photographs don't count in them and this and that and I'm not a musawwir. And if you're comfortable with that and you have ease in that, that these narrations don't apply to you and you're not going to be punished and you're not going to be told to blow a soul into that, you think you're safe with all of that, then you go ahead. And nobody in their right mind is going to say, absolutely I do. You cannot. You cannot really. So you may have some difference between the scholars in it, but there is no doubt that the correct and the safe opinion absolutely is the impermissibility still of taking pictures of living things with these new technological means. Huh. By saying the word selfie. Everything is your input. Everything is still your input. Even if you say the word selfie and the phone takes it, you are still going to have to maneuver yourself and put your face in front of it. The phone isn't going to lift up by itself and find you. It's not one of those neato machines, you know, the hoovers. You put the hoover on, it does everything itself now with lasers. The phones don't do that yet. Even then when you say selfie, you will have to maneuver that phone in the right position. You will have to get yourself in the right position and then say selfie and it will do it. You are still maneuvering things. You are still manipulating things for that picture to be taken. So that is no doubt what is correct in that issue. And that is what uh, Sheikh Al-Fawzan and others have mentioned. You know, there is one fatwa as well, because it's a common question people always ask. They say, what about one of the most common scenarios you always hear about? They say, my mother, my family, they live in a different country somewhere. They live somewhere far away, and I've just had a baby. And now my mother, the grandmother, wants some pictures of my baby. where thousands of miles away, they live somewhere else. She wants to see my children. She wants me to take pictures of my children and send them to her or email them to her these days. She wants something like that. So is that allowed for that reason? Keeping the ties of kinship, obeying my parents. They want to see my kids. Can I not send them some pictures just to see? Common question all the time. So what do you say? What do you say to this person coming to you and saying, my parents who live far away in some other land 
are asking me for a couple of pictures just so they can see my kids, they never seen them. What are you going to say? So what are you going to tell her? So لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الخالق You're going to say to her you cannot obey somebody in creation in disobedience to Allah So you're going to tell her no Your parents you cannot send them pictures That's what you're saying Anybody else? What are you going to say to this person? What are you going to say to this person? Anyone? Oh, you think FaceTime, huh? That's actually it. It's true. Because the least issue in all of this, what appears to be from what the scholars have said, the least issue in all of this, where the least issues exist, is live feeds. We haven't even got to the video camera thing yet, but live feeds. Live feed, like Skype. You're there and then talking to each other on Skype or FaceTime, these other things that you have these days, and that's live. The picture is being transferred digitally, technologically live. And no recording. You're not recording each other, there's no recording being made. So now you're looking at your screen live there, and then you're seeing the other people thousands of miles away on their screen. It's a live thing. There's no actual picture being taken as such. And we say as such because those who argue against this even, they mention that even those live video pictures are in essence just lots and lots of pictures put together. That's what a video feed is. But it seems to be the least uh, method that has issues with it. So in those kinds of scenarios, you could suggest that. That I will give you something better than pictures. Say to your mother and father, technology has developed, I'll give you something better than pictures. In the olden days, the elderlies, the elder people will know. In the olden days, what did they used to do? Don't be shy. In the olden days, before my time, they used to record cassettes. Huh? They used to record cassettes on a, on a cassette player. Record a cassette, we're okay, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. Our son is going to school now. This is happening, that's happening, a 60-minute cassette. That is wrapped up into an envelope, etc. Next person going to, to Somalia, to Pakistan, wherever it is, takes the cassette. Then they listen to the cassette, and then they record a cassette, and then they send the cassette back. So it's just like nowadays how we do email, but just the jet lag and the time lag is a few weeks instead of a, a few seconds. So they used to do that. But now you can do this live feed thing, which seems to be the minimal issue here. So a live FaceTime or a live uh, Skype, something live where there is no recording being made, nothing being stored. So as soon as you end the call, it's gone. There's nothing saved on your device. That phone call isn't saved on your device. That recording isn't saved anywhere. It was happening live. And when you press end on the call, it's disappeared, gone. It's not saved anywhere. That appears to be where the least amount of issues exist. So if you've got to do anything like that, then that is what can be done. In that situation, if 
that situation arises. But sending pictures and things, no. Somebody asked that Shaykh Al-Fawzan, he said, no, exactly that. He said, do not obey your husband or your mother or anybody if they ask you to take pictures and send them because they want to see your kids. But nowadays, like we said, if you've got this option, then that isn't really an issue anymore. Any other questions up to there? No? Yeah, passport photographs and driver's license photographs and other essential documents that you have to have. Scholars, they've mentioned what about them? Are they permissible or not? Well, technically they're impermissible too. They are photographs, they fall into all of these categories and all of these narrations, but they are made as an exception due to necessity. When necessity arises in something, then you get exceptions. Like if you're in the wood, in the forest, in the Amazon, and you've been lost for two weeks, only water, and you're dying two, three, four weeks, however long, starving to death, you're about to collapse, you're crawling along, and then suddenly you come across a dead rabbit. Permissible to eat or not? It's either you eat it and survive, or you say, but I haven't done the Islamic slaughtering on it, it's a meta, which is in Islam, haram to eat. So you say, I'm not going to eat it, and then five more meters on and you die. So in that situation, necessity means you can eat it. It's haram, but necessity allows it there. So here they say the same thing. Passports, driver's license, necessity. It is a necessity. You want to go do hajj now, which is a rukan of Islam, one of the obligations upon you, you got money, how are you going to do it? You're going to have to send off your thing to Liverpool and get your passport. You have to get your passport, otherwise you're not going. You're never going to get there now with the way the world system is and the passports and everything. You have to have that. You want to now get a car here, you want to drive around, you have to have a driver's license. So there are certain things that are necessities with pictures. Even money. You got some money in your pocket, pictures on it. What are you going to do? Scholars, they say again, it's necessity. Nowadays, slowly, it's not becoming a necessity anymore. It's all the plastic cards, but it is a form of necessity for those who use it like that. And money has pictures on it. So where something is a necessity, it is allowed. So photographs of uh, licenses and passports, those things come into necessity. Emojis, emojis, those yellow faces. And uh, all these other ones, they have these days everything. Huh? Some of them have the Somali emoji as well now. So they have all these different emojis. Huh? And uh, all these emojis, the scholars, they said, Sheikh Zaid, I believe it was. And Sheikh Zaid, he said, it is not allowed to use them. I believe it was a Sheikh Zaid al-Madkhari. He said, don't use these emojis. This smiling face and happy face and all these things that come up. And that was his ruling on that topic about using emojis and things. He said it's better not to use those faces and things. But Allah Alam, if he meant it as impermissible, that this is under the chapter of pictures. Because like we've said, technically they aren't pictures. It's only a face. It's not a body or anything. Unless you use those body ones. There are full body ones. Maybe that comes more into the topic. But anyway, he said, as Sheikh Zaid said, it's better to avoid using these emojis and things. Can't be allowed to store them. 
No. If people send you pictures, like the question now, you have family, non-practicing family, and they send you pictures of their kids and everything else and whatever else, then you don't keep them. You shouldn't store them away. They've given them to you. They're not going to ask you for them back or anything. Then in that case, you should uh, uh, get rid of them. You should destroy them. You shouldn't store them away. You shouldn't keep those pictures. Hmm. No, don't save it. The minimum issue there is where it's a live stream, nothing being saved. So don't save it, and that's where the minimum amount of issues exist. They're mostly on these narrations about the head, if the head is missing. So perhaps along those kinds of narrations of removing those areas, but really it seems not sufficient. That if, you're gonna, if some need arises for something, then it should be the removal of the head altogether, at the minimum. The coverage of all of the head at the minimum. Really that seems to be the more appropriate thing than just this eye thing. And I think uh, people who have become more acquainted with the topics now it's become less of a thing to see the eye removal now when there's a need for documents and things or whatever needs to be done it is the full face that is covered full face that is wiped out exactly so that isn't correct for you to take your own photo and then to go into aviary or one of these apps and then scribble out your face and say okay I've got rid of the head now so it's no longer a photo but you have now originally taken a photo that was of a living thing you did that originally to get to the stage of being able to cross out but really you know it comes back to what the scholars say what need have you got to do it you're gonna take a picture and you're gonna put a black scribble all over your face and then you're going to make that your profile picture why nobody even knows it's you then <laughs> so these things it, it doesn't really make sense why people do it it's become a culture amongst people the selfie thing and the photographs yourself and angles from here and angles from there it's ajeeb all these strange things that people have adopted these days with pictures uh, and all the social media it promotes it it promotes it. All of social media is about self-appraisal. That's what it's built upon. Facebook and all these other things. It's built upon self-appraisal and self-esteem growing. How many more likes have I got today? How many more followers have I got today? So all this thing about selfies and pictures and some of these things, I don't know how it works, Instagram, uh, in, in, Instagram or whatever it's called. That one where you take all your pictures, I think. These are the pictures one or something. You put all pictures, that's it of yourself and what you're doing and I went here and ice cream and whatever all these things now it's become in this time even a few years ago none of this used to exist just a few years ago five, eight, nine, ten years ago none of this existed now all of a sudden the whole thing is just pictures, pictures everywhere so really there's no need for that you're right about it that when you do that first you're taking a picture so you shouldn't do it in the first place and what are you going to do with it anyway scribble your face out what do you want with your body in the picture there
Teaching materials, scholars have mentioned it, for young children, again it comes sort of under the issue of necessity. That young children, they allow, have more leniency with pictures for educational purposes, definitely. So for example, you want to teach a kid what an eagle is. And you want to teach him the difference between an eagle and a sparrow. And you tell him the birds. So the child, he understands, okay, they're birds, they got wings, they fly, they got a beak. But that doesn't differentiate to the child what an eagle is to what a sparrow is. So now you may need to show him a full picture of an eagle and a full picture of a sparrow, of a robin, of the, the different birds, so he can identify and recognize what they are. So for educational purposes like that, scholars do give some leniency. Toys will do it next time because that's a bigger topic. And there's some evidences about the toys that Aisha radiallahu anha used to have, etc. We'll come back to that one next time, inshallah, the toys of kids. No, then it's not allowed. For you, you should not be involved in that type of thing. Other clients, they give you a ton of pictures and they want you to make a website and they want you to stick all these pictures of humans and this and that everywhere onto it. You're going to be doing all that, putting all these pictures onto the website, knowing these rulings about pictures, then really you shouldn't. You shouldn't be involved in creating for them a website full of these pictures. It's their pictures, they've done them, but you're putting it all together for them, then it's not really suitable. It's not really correct and appropriate for you to then make all of that for them and facilitate for them this whole picture thing and all, all these images and everything. It's not really good for you to participate in facilitating something which Islamically isn't permissible to do. Hmm. You shouldn't. Uh, praying in a room where there's pictures because of the narration of the angels not descending into the, in the place where the pictures are. So you shouldn't pray in a place where there are pictures. That's what they call Al-Qiyas Ma'al-Fariq. They say, okay, so money, you can't deface the pictures of the money. You, you can't. If you do, you're going to end up on the street. None of your money is going to count for anything. So you can't do it with the money. With the groceries, you could. With that type of thing, because everything is pictures these days. You buy a bottle of water, it's got pictures on the faces now. Everything is pictures. You have to do to the best of your ability what you can do. And you're never going to be able to really do it all. If you've got a family of 10 kids and you're doing shopping, you bring that shopping, you're going to be sat there all day until it goes into the kitchen. But in the kitchen, even then, in the drawers, put away, etc., you do the best. You don't leave out these big items, uh, cornflakes, boxes, huge pictures of them in the, out in, in the open display. Put them away, took them away. Then at least you've done what you can. Otherwise, it may become something impossible 
to try to deface all of the things now because everything you buy these days you go to the you buy bananas and they got pictures of them the kids bananas have a cartoon picture on them now everything has pictures so you do the best you can with that and you put them aside and put them into drawers and whatever you can do to conceal any images being uh, left out in the open that will do with the toys Toys, baby issue, baby clothes with pictures, baby toys with pictures, dolls. We'll come to that yet. We've got another session on this yet, inshallah. Coins, like we said, they are a necessity. So the scholars, they say anything which is a necessity, you just cover it up. You cover it up. So money is a necessity. That doesn't mean you have it floating out with the picture everyone can see the picture money and whatever else is a necessity keep it hidden away so with money and coins if it's there in the home it's a necessity you keep it hidden away you turn it over for example anything to conceal the pictures on those items that kind of question means you're rounding it off for us today <laughs> so that will be the last question then okay we'll do that one before this one then go on Human skeleton, no, because the rulings were all talking about living things. And if a hand can be drawn fully with the flesh and everything, a skeleton is certainly not alive. Next week then, it appears, and it's not guaranteed yet, that the class may be off. But it's, it could be on, it could be off. So you're going to have to keep up to date with the Twitter uh, the telegram and the, the websites and everything else for the masjid uh, and uh, will announce midweek if it's going to be on or not it may be on, it may be off, I don't know yet so midweek it will be announced on all, all the, the social media channels and uh, you'll know what's going on for next week's session inshallah ta'ala no? you? go on then Yeah, that's like the other thing we said about body parts. If it was just eyes, it would be okay. Technically, it's okay because the eyes are not the creature, living thing by itself with the soul in it. It's only a body part. But, as the scholars, they say, why? Why would you want to do it? It doesn't make any sense. You have to have the profile picture of you somehow. Has to be you somehow. Has to be a close-up of one eye or something. It's strange. It's really strange. And maybe there's... Some issues with the modern day society, you know. You don't need all these pictures and everything. Have a beautiful mountain, a beautiful uh, a waterfall coming down, some flowers. Nice pictures. You don't need to have yourselves everywhere. So we'll conclude upon that for today then. As I say, follow the channels to find out what's going on for next week. It may be on, it may be off. But it will be updated on the channels of the masjid, inshallah ta'ala.